Hi, it's me, Leanne, and you are about to listen to a conversation I had a while back with my friend and mentor, Amy Porterfield. Now, if you love Amy as much as I do, then you know that every word that comes out of this woman's mouth is like gold. And so I had her speak at an event of mine quite a while back now, but to be honest with you, the conversation that we had, which was all about leadership and specifically that leadership can be joyful and that you can build a business and a team that feels joyful. Well, frankly, it seemed so perfect for this podcast that I couldn't resist resharing it here. So without further ado, here is that conversation with the one and only Amy Porterfield. Hi, I'm Leanne Kim, and this is The Business of Thinking Big, the podcast where we talk all things business mindset, strategy, and hustle. So if you're looking to grow your revenue, serve more dream clients, and create amazing new possibilities, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Stay tuned. Amy, I'm so excited that you're spending a few minutes with us today to talk about this important concept called joyful leadership. And you know that this conference, it's all about creating more joy in our lives and our businesses. And earlier today, I touched on the fact that we all need to be thinking about leadership, even if we're just at the very, very early stages in business. So my first question to you today is, what do you think makes a great leader? This is such an important question. I think about this a lot because I always want to be a better leader for my entire team. And that one word that keeps coming up over and over again is compassion. I think as a great leader, you have to have just fierce compassion. And what I mean by that is when I was growing up and my mom really instilled compassion in me, it's always thinking about the other person and where they're coming from. And one of our core values in our business is to have compassion, knowing you have no idea of someone else's story. You don't know if they're going through the hardest thing of their life or if they're coming out of something really difficult or what it might be. So because we don't know their story, we're just going to lead with compassion, have an open heart, forgive easily, and just support in any way we can. And it's not always easy. Sometimes my judgmental mind gets in the way, like, why are they doing that? Or that seems ridiculous or whatever. No, I'm just going to have compassion and love them through it. So that has served me well internally and with my students and my customers. Oh, I can totally see how that would serve you in all ways when we look at leadership. And the one thing we've been talking about today as well is vision. We all know that great leaders have to have a strong vision. I'd love to know a little bit about what your big vision is right now. So my vision you know, if I'm looking at it through my business, my vision is, well, my purpose is to be an example of what is possible. And my vision from that purpose is to help female entrepreneurs realize or find financial freedom in their life. Now, we've talked about this a lot internally on my team. And what does that mean to have financial freedom? Well, for some people, it might mean that they get to take a vacation, totally unplug, and they get to go somewhere tropical that they've always wanted to go because they know they have the funds to do so. But it also might mean to retire their spouse, or it might mean that all their debts are paid off and they have no more credit card debt and they're moving forward. Financial freedom looks different for everybody. A lot of the times it's the big first step is to leave their nine to five job and their business is making money on its own. But my vision for my audience 
is that they realize financial freedom, whatever that looks like for them. And the reason I, I made this my vision is because I worked in corporate for a long time and I had hit that glass ceiling. And I knew I would only be able to make so much money, but also have the lifestyle freedom that I wanted. And so when I moved out on my own business and started to call the shots, make the decisions, be as creative as I wanted to be and be able to pay the bills and not have debt, to be, that was financial freedom and lifestyle freedom. So like I said, I'd like to be an example of what is possible and then help female entrepreneurs realize that for themselves. I just love that vision and very similar to mine, actually. And I think it's so, it's so important that we hold that vision for ourselves and then we're able to articulate that to our team as well. And you kind of alluded to a little bit about what it's like to be on Team Ford, Porterfield and that company culture. I'd love to know a little bit about the culture at Team Porterfield. Yeah, so my personality is, and I'm a personal brand, so it, it eases its way in, or infuses its way into the, to the culture. I like to, to be really silly and have fun and laugh a lot. And so I believe that we have a culture that does that. So internally, we use Slack for our communication because we're virtual. We're all over the U.S. And we literally can have full conversations with gifts, like giffies, where you don't say anything, but you post a giffy or a meme and we're like having full on conversations. And we have that fun spirit throughout. We do things in the culture so that, okay, let me back up a little bit. Because I was a corporate girl for so long, there were things about the corporate environment I did not like. The, the stuffiness, all the rules, all the limitations. And so in my culture, even though I'm the entrepreneur and I have people that are working with me, I want them to feel that entrepreneurial spirit inside of my business. I don't want to be the only one with financial freedom and lifestyle freedom. I want my team to feel that as well. Now, of course, there's some limitations, but there are things we can do. Like in the summer, we do summer Fridays. Everyone takes Fridays off in the summer. We go spend a little extra time with our family. Or when we're in launches, we do this really fun thing where we set milestones in advance of the launch. Like we want so, so many people on a webinar or we want to reach so much money on date cart open day one. So we, we set these milestones and we give prizes away. So it might be as simple as Amazon gift cards or gift cards to get a massage in your local town. Or this is really silly, but I have mostly women on my team. And we love these Dr. Gross peel pads that make your skin look amazing. So if we hit a certain milestone, everyone got peel pads. And I know that sounds so silly, but we, and we like live for it. We like can't wait till that day happens. So we do prizes and fun contests and summer Fridays. I want that entrepreneurial spirit to be throughout my business. So I do the best I can to make it so. Oh my gosh. It sounds like a blast. I'm thinking about quitting my gig to join <laughs> Team Port. Are you looking for someone? <laughs> oh my gosh. And I, I believe in that wholeheartedly, the idea that culture really does dictate a lot of the things that will happen in the business. So it sounds like you're doing a great job. And speaking of team, we all know that hiring and leading a team is a big part of having a successful business. So what tips do you have for our mamas who maybe are bringing on their first few team members, i.e. like a first virtual assistant or something like that? Oh, I love this question because I remember like it was yesterday and this is almost 12 years ago, I hired my first virtual assistant. She was in my audience and she had caught some typos on one of my blog posts and she was a little bit of the typo police, which most of us don't like, but her, her style was so good. 
that she came to me and she said, hey, I, I noticed a few typos in your blog post, And I'm wondering if you're looking for a virtual assistant that I could step in and support you. I was just getting going like my first year on my own. And my first thought was, I can't afford you. My second thought was, I have no idea what I'm going to give you. But my third thought was, holy cow, I could use a little help here. I'm, I'm drowning. And so I hired her for five hours a week. Her name was Rebecca. I hired Rebecca for five hours a week. And together, we kind of figured out what she would work on and how she could help. It was a little clunky in the beginning, but it was like the best thing I've ever done. And she ended up being more part-time, 20 hours a week soon after. So I just want to let all the mamas know that it's scary to hire your first employee and it's normal to think you won't be able to afford them or don't have enough work for them, but it just starts to naturally come together when you make that decision and you hire that person. One of the things we do on my team now, fast forward 12 years, I wish I did this way back then, is we put together a 30-day plan and a 60-day plan. So before that person comes on on their first job, we have their first 30-day expectations put out in a Google Doc. Like, I want you to go through my program, Digital Course Academy, so that you understand what we're all about. I want you to read this book. And then I want you to learn Asana so you can start managing Asana for me. And then I also want you to start answering my emails. So we keep it simple. First 30 days, here's what is expected of you. And then after we get close to within the six, first 30 days, we make the 60-day plan. So for the next 30 days, what are the expectations now that you've learned the ropes on the basics? So what's important about this is my team, whoever's managing the VA, gets really clear on what is expected of that person. And that person coming on is very clear what's expected of them. So they're not like, I hope I'm doing a good job. I, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing yet. We put some thought to it. So it might take a few hours to put together these plans, but I promise you the new employee and the employer or the team member who's managing the person absolutely loves these 30, 60 plans. I love that idea. And where were you a few years ago when I brought in... <laughs> When I brought in the people, yes, I've struggled with it for sure. Hiring is tough. Hiring makes you really question, do I have what it takes to grow a business? Because it can be a little bit rocky. No one teaches us this stuff when we're in corporate. So I think we have to give ourselves some grace. I love that concept of giving ourselves some grace, right? Yeah, no one is. There's no blueprint for this. And as you mentioned, you know, there can be challenges along the way. So what are some of the challenges that you have faced in your journey to becoming the leader you are today and how have you overcome them? So I think my biggest challenge was and sometimes still is imposter syndrome. When I was first starting out, I worked for Tony Robbins. So I worked for literally this big, physically big guy, but metaphorically big guy. And I was behind the scenes. So when I went out on my own, in my head, I kept thinking, who am I to be doing this? Like, people are going to laugh at me. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And although I had skills and expertise, like everyone watching does, everybody has their own unique skills, knowledge, and know-how. It just felt like it wasn't good enough or didn't warrant enough to create an online business like I was doing. So my biggest challenge was myself, the thoughts I had in my head. And one of the ways I did that is that I found mentors to support me and that I could really follow with what they were doing and, and dive into learning all about what worked because I had to get out of my head and into action. So I think my biggest challenge was thinking I wasn't enough. And unfortunately, 
that still shows up 12 years later. I recently made a mistake in my business. I just made a decision that didn't really pan out like I wanted it to. And instantly I went to, you're not cut out to do this. Who are you to be running a business? I have a multi-million dollar business in my head. Like, who are you to be doing this? And I just think it just it shows up. I think what's different now than 10, 11 years ago is I can, I can snap out of it really quickly. Like, no, 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 no. That's just like my lizard brain talking right now. Let's, let's like look at the facts here. But it's the mind games that I struggled with the most. But again, getting into action, action creates clarity. So if I just moved forward, got a little momentum, I was able to make some more decisions. And so that has served me well. Oh, I'm so grateful. I mean, I know that you've spoken openly about this, but I really think our mamas need to hear this, that even Amy Porterfield experiences imposter syndrome. Uh, I do. I do. Uh, we all do. And I, I just, I'm so grateful that you share that concept of moving into action, moves you out of fear. And that's where you start to get the clarity. Such great advice. Such great advice. And you actually, you mentioned something I wanted to ask you too. You mentioned mentors. We all know that all great leaders need to have people that they learn from. So who are your top business mentors, either at the moment or along the way? So I think two that have been very constant since really early on. Number one, Marie Forleo. I met Marie when I worked at Tony Robbins. She was going to be featured as the only woman in this internet marketing product we were putting together. So we became fast friends. And when I left corporate, she was the first mastermind that I joined. And I really, and for me, a mentor is somebody who's doing something that I would like to do in my business. That's how I choose my mentors. Is their lifestyle similar to what I would like? Is their business ran similar to what I would do? And Marie, what I loved about her is she kept it simple. Even to this day, she, well, now she has two digital courses, but forever she just had one. We all know it as B-School and recently Copy Cure. But I like fewer products, really well thought out launches, doing the same thing over and over and over again, but doing it better and better. I don't like a lot of spinning plates. I like a few things that I do well. So if you look at Marie's business and my business, they, they're very similar in how they're set up. That was intentional. I found out what she was doing. And I paid to be in her mastermind so that I could figure out what she was doing. And then I built a business similar. Another one of my mentors is Michael Hyatt. And Michael Hyatt, he was a mentor from afar. He never knew me. I just loved what he was doing and how he was doing it. And as my business started to grow, we had reasons to be in the same place and be introduced to each other. And now I would consider him a dear friend. I'm literally at his house right now. My husband and I are doing some property searching in Tennessee. So I'm staying with the Hyatts. I don't say that to brag, of course. I say it to say, sometimes your mentors could turn out to be really good friends is if you lead with, I just am, I'm here to learn from this person. If I can serve them, I will, but I'm never gonna ask of anything from them. And I think that makes a really big difference. He always knew my heart and knew why I was around and wanted to learn from him. But I chose him as my mentor because he's a master at productivity and efficiency. And he's always like, fierce about his boundaries of his calendar and his time and the stuff he works on. He's an outsourcing genius in his personal life and in his professional life. And so I want to surround myself with somebody who, who's got the productivity and efficiency, right? Because I can sometimes work my life away if I'm not careful. And I want to pull back and enjoy the fruits of my labor. So he's a great example of someone who has. Oh, I love that idea of finding someone who's built a business like the one you want to create. That's amazing. And fun fact, actually, 
our mama mentors all just received Michael's most recent book, which is The Vision Driven Leader. I send that to all of them. That is so cool. I had no idea. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. I'm a big Michael Hyatt fan. I think that's so cool that you're at his house. Hi, Michael. So speaking of fun, what are, what's some of the most fun things that you get to do as the leader of your team? So one of the fun things I get to do, if, if we're looking at the bottom line, is I get to bonus my team when we do really well. And this is something new because I've been in business for a while. But at the end of the year, if we hit our revenue goal with, while staying in our profit margin for expenses, everybody gets 20% on their salary, 20% bonus based on their salary. This is something I would never have done when I was starting out, but I love to know what to aspire to. And it's fun knowing that my team knows all this hard work will pay off. And then we do fun financial bonuses and prize bonuses throughout the year as well. But that fuels me, that bursts my heart open when I know that I get to contribute to their livelihood as well like that. The other thing we do is we take except this year, dang Corona, but we take retreats as a team. Meaning like last year, we went to Cabo in Mexico for a few days at an all-inclusive resort. We had so much fun, no work talk whatsoever. We were doing fun stuff on ATVs and we were going to a dancing at nighttime. There might've been a little bit of tequila, but it was so much fun. We went out on a boat for the day. I've got pictures for days of everyone having like the best time. And we talk about, oh my gosh, remember how much fun we had in Cabo. So that's something that I want on a yearly basis. This year got screwed up, but a team retreat was exciting for us. Oh my gosh, I want to come. This sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I love that, Amy. I love that you're really, truly, like you walk the walk. That's what I love about you is, is and I've said this many times in this journey, you're as genuine in real life as you seem to be. And that's one of my favorite things about you. So thank you for that. And my last question for you is about investing in one's own growth. Because we all know that even leaders at the top of their game need to invest in their own personal and professional development on an ongoing basis. So I'd love to know some of the ways in which you've invested in yourself over the years. Oh man, I I invested in myself before I even left my corporate job. So I mentioned enrolling in Marie Forleo's Mastermind. I actually enrolled before I left my corporate job, like a month before I knew what was happening. Now, Marie's program was called Rich, Happy, and Hot. It was an embarrassing name for a girl that had imposter syndrome. I didn't tell anyone. I was like, Rich, Happy, and Hot. And just like kept going on when someone asked me what mastermind I was in. But it was $17,000 that I did not have. I had to pay a monthly payment plan. You can bet I hustled my butt every single month with the clients I had to make sure that I could pay for that. But I invested in this mastermind for two years in a row. I did it because number one, I wanted a business like my mentor. And so I wanted to know the back end, how she was doing it. But number two, it was a group of entrepreneurial women. I needed to hang out and spend time with women that were doing what I was doing. I wanted to see what they were doing, how they were doing it. But when I struggled, I wanted them to understand me. My dear, sweet husband, he was my biggest cheerleader in the beginning, but he didn't get it. He didn't get what it was like to leave a nine to five job and go out on your own and freak out that maybe it won't work. And you have to put your tail between your leg and go ask for your job back, like my biggest fear. So he didn't understand that. I wanted to be around other entrepreneurial women. So I have been investing in myself before I even left my corporate job, buying digital courses. Obviously, I'm a big fan of digital courses. I bought two before I left my job, each worth $1,000. So I invested right from the get-go. 
Since then, I've been in other masterminds. I'm right now in Michael Hyatt's mastermind. Again, I want to see how he does business. How is he up-leveling? You're never going to know the inside workings of someone's business unless you're in their proximity. I'm also a big fan of paying for it. So sure, you can get your friends together and do a little accountability mastermind group. I'm all for it. I have one of those. It's not nearly as powerful when I have skin in the game. When you pay, you pay attention. That's true for your customers, for you, and you for investing in yourself. I think at all times, you should be investing in yourself. Every year, you should have a plan to put money back into educating yourself, growing, knowledge, all of that, and mindset. So I couldn't be where I am today without the masterminds and group coaching and digital courses that I bought for me. I love hearing you say that. And I'm totally having one of those full circle moments because, of course, I invested in both of your programs, Digital Course Academy and List Builders Lab was the first oh, one yeah. I ever bought. It was yeah. really was back in the day, which is now List Builders Society. I'm so glad to hear you say that. And you really do practice what you preach. So Amy, thank you so much. I want to honor your time today. My mamas are so grateful that you came and spent this time with us and helped us learn and grow and how to be learn how to be more joyful leaders. So mwah, thank you. Thank you for having me. I adore you. I love everything you're doing. I think you are changing the world one mama at a time. And I am so honored to be a part of this. So thanks for asking. I'm so glad you did. It was an instant yes. So thank you again. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for listening to the business of thinking big. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. We would love it if you could leave us a review on iTunes, which will help more people like you find the show. And of course, you can learn more at leannekim.com.